Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. 10 million at the time? Well, I don't want to pay $500 for a picture. Get out of here. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) How much money do you assholes need? We're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back to Don't Touch My Sasquatch Podcast. I am Josh. I continue to be Lennon, as always. Damn right. Is. We explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys who have a love and passion for these topics. Things they may may have heard of, but <laughs> don't know the full story yet. <laughs> We're here to tell you those stories, share our opinions, and let you come to your own conclusions. We will do the research so you don't have to, but keep your minds open to the possibility that things may not always be as they appear. Curses have intrigued and frightened people for centuries. Some believe in them while others scoff at them. We, on the other hand, are going to analyze them. Today, we will explore the curses on a couple priceless shiny rocks. That's right. The first one terrorized a family of thieves in the late 1800s and even destroyed a woman's singing career. The other victimized multiple kings, a couple jewelers, and the old mailman. Nah. Are these curses real, or are they just a scapegoat for those who experience misfortunes while holding them? Possible. Well, sit back and enjoy. We're diving into the third installment of Cursed Objects. Check out my rocks. Ah, <laughs> I did a thing. He did. <laughs> Let me just say here. Tell me. Tell me. Bravo. What? Bravo on that opening. Yeah? It was good. Yeah. You see, no I don't want criticism ups. anymore. No slip-ups. I just wanted to applaud you. Listen, wonderful. You got it all out on the I, Patreon. I, <laughs> I had to embrace yes. my perfection yeah. because I cannot slip up on a word. Never. I can't be imperfect. I can't make mistakes. Nope. Perfection. Great. So in honor of perfection, Lennon, please start. Ah, You go first. Cursed objects. What yeah. makes them cursed? For starters, one can get an all-around general creepy feeling or vibe from an object Others could be cursed by an entity. Can I just say curses? Can I just say this is my first time in three weeks recording by speaking and that reading is, my notes. It's true. Yes, I did two episodes of. Uh... You sure did. Wow. Yeah. So this felt unnatural to begin right here. <laughs> um, others oh, please proceed. Infection. Others cursed by an entity such as a poltergeist or deceased person. One might call them dead. Dead, uh, sparking a series of events tied to the object. I'm sorry, I thought you could call him Sparky. Oh, (laughs) Sparky, a dead person, Sparky. Yep, yep, uh, yep. (laughs) I lost the space. Ah, no, I never did that in my life. Others, (laughs) others could be actual spoken or written curses that damn those who disturb or possess an object, such as King Tut's tomb or the cursed mummy. Spooky. Uh, what I will be talking about today is the legend of the cursed amethyst, also known as the curse of the Delhi purple sapphire. 
Damn, that's a damn name. It is. Now, uh, the incorrectly identified as Sapphire. Um, it's not a Sapphire, though. It's not. It's an amethyst. It, if you listened, you would know that. <laughs> What's the difference between an amethyst and a sapphire? Um, two drinks and a light switch. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. I like it. Thank you. Like It almost goes with your Cinderella joke you made before episode. Yeah. Yeah. I lost my <laughs> cursor. It's, it's right there. There it is. <laughs> well, um... The legend of the Amethyst goes back to the 1800s, following the Indian Rebellion in 1857. The Indian Rebellion? Of 1857. Of 1857. Do you know the Indian Rebellion? It's not Native American, it's legitimate. It's in India. Okay. But no, I don't know it. Okay. Um, Basically, uh, they were rebelling against their British... um, Counterpart. What's the word? What's the word? Colonizers. Okay. Basically. As a deterrent, fuck the British. Not really. Pretty much, they were I'm kind sorry. of. They were kind of like throughout early history. Yeah, they were now. like. Now they're good. Yeah, they're cool. Mine. They are fucking cool. Proceed. You might need a dentist, but just need Manchester United to fucking step it up here because yeah. it's getting a little ridiculous. Stop, fucking it up. up, guys. Seriously, we got a couple people we should be getting rid of, but as a deterrent to any remaining and future rebels, Ooh. the British thought an intimidation tactic would squash morale and decided would squash morale and uh-huh. uh, squelch. I'll say another squ word. Careful. Don't fuck up. You might get yelled at like I was. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, squash morale and squelch future rebellious plans. You hear that? And decided to raid and loot hundreds of shrines or... Somehow I wrote shires. <laughs> it's the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Raid and loot hundreds of shrines, temples, palaces for their riches and treasures. And I said real kind souls. They sound like it. Uh, one of these places targeted during the siege of Kanpur was the Temple of Indra, the white elephant riding, lightning bolt wielding god of war and thunderstorms. No, it's just Josh. All right. <laughs> during this raid... Bengal cavalryman Colonel W. Ferris, there it is, <laughs> got his grubby mitts on what he no uh, grubby mitts on what was misidentified oh. as a purple sapphire. Beautiful. We know today that it is accurately an amethyst PSA. Yeah, fucking idiot. Back at it. He snatched the gem up, hoping <clears throat> that he and his family. Family, <laughs> family, would be sec- every syllable pronounced there. <laughs> well, yes, would be secure back home with this newfound wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he Uh-oh. might have fucked with the wrong rock. Oh, uh, you fucked with the wrong rock, Johnny. You uh, fucked with the wrong rock. That one was Johnson that he fucked with, and he <laughs> don't fuck with the it rock. It would Johnson. hurt to get hit from that guy. Yeah, actually, did you know his uh, muscles are actually balloons? They're not real. Oh, that seems really bad for your health. <laughs> yeah, they're not real. So, in actuality, if you were to see him in public, just punk his ass out. All right, he won't do anything, I swear. Uh-huh. You do that. Yeah. I want to record it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. record it. I would definitely not do that. <laughs> yeah, he might eat you for fucking... Um, a protein shake. I was thinking more of a cheat meal. <laughs> oh, I love his cheat meals. They're so good, aren't they? Yeah, I haven't actually made one. I just, I'd really like to make it sometime. Dude, you should make his... Banana bri- pancake. Uh, brioche French toast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I fucking have... Oh, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why... I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's orgasmic. Okay, I can't even speak. It's so orgasmic. So good. God that damn it, now I'm going to yell that again because I, I 
I must get off the edibles. <laughs> Wait, I don't need edibles. Yeah, the, the drugs you do not do. <laughs> I don't Christ. drink or do drugs. Yep. Now that we've analyzed and talked about food, every drugs, single everything. thing other than the amulet. Talking about vices that neither of us actually have. Exactly. Yeah. We need to become more fun. I guess. I stopped drinking. We need to become more fun. Apparently. I heard um, last podcast on the left is uh, looking for two extra co-hosts. Oh, are they? That'd be yeah. legit. <laughs> you want to you wanna just join forces? That Become we... the Don't Touch My Podcast <laughs> oh! podcast. LPN Network. That or... Uh, don't Touch My Left Podcast? We'll have to... I mean, we got we, we might have a third space here available for a certain person who was without a cryptid career. Let's, let's wait for him's trial to... Him's? No, him's. his trial. That's true. That's true. Let's make sure he's innocent. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm all for it if he's innocent. If he's guilty, sorry, big guy. Yeah. Any whore. One of these targets. Not the the type of language you should be using right now. Shit. 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 Boop. Uh, You're right there. Right right there. Yeah. Right there. We do. He snatched up the gem. He said snatch. Ah. And uh, was hoping that his. He and his family would be secure back home with the newfound wealth. Okay. Uh, for future to come. But he might have fucked with the wrong rock. Hey, we said that. Upon his arrival back in England, he and his family were hit with a series of financial issues, including a visit from the IRS, Damn. a stolen credit card, Son of a bitch. and a shipping error in tea, resulting in 604 tons of tea being delivered to his doorstep. That was just a number change. Yeah, all three of those things didn't happen, seeing as this is in England in 1857, so no IRS, no stolen credit card. <laughs> you son of a dick, Walker. But right. no, it, in real story, yes. though, he did get hit with a series of financial issues. I don't know why I thought it was funny to write that. Around the same time after his return, each and every member of his family suddenly contracted various serious illnesses. Oh, boy. The misery and turmoil continued for years, and it would seem that the torment was passed on to those who held the amethyst in their possession. Shit! As seen when Bengal cavalryman Colonel W. Ferris did the thing where he died. Oh, his son, <laughs> thing where he died. His son, Bengal cavalryman, cavalryman Colonel W. <laughs> Ferris's son, inherited the stone, and along with it, the misfortune. God damn! Why are we always passing along cursed objects? Because it's that's the cool thing to do. When I die, Lennon, I want you to have my cursed Josh Allen jersey. Oh, it's cursed. Is that, that why they're not winning? Actually, I think they have a chance to win the cl- clinch the NFC East this year. Oh, Did that make so sense? So close. No? So close. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. I was close. Well, yeah. as of recording, they're about to play the Jaguars. Yeah, in England, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the stadium, their new stadium, was actually designed after. That's cool. Just a little smaller scale. What stadium are they playing at? Tabernacle. Uh, t- starts with a T. I'm sorry. Uh, I, because it's probably a soccer. Tenenbaum. T- Tottenham. 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 Yeah, yeah. What was that again? Tottenham Stadium. That one. Um, which is called. Uh, I do know this. I swear to God. Cause it's okay. Check it out. Bah. <laughs> bah. You fucking sheep. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I definitely know the Tottenham Stadium. The stadium is sometimes referred to as New White Hart Lane. Yes, because yes, yep, yes. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I gotta see it just to make sure it's the right one. Yeah, that's the one it's built after. Or, uh, model after. See Anyways. if it was if it was a real. Uh, they wanted to go off a real stadium. They would have done Old Trafford. You know, Manchester Stadium, arguably one of the greatest stadiums, the Theater of Dreams. You know what I mean? 
But whatever. It is what it is. You just said a bunch of words I don't understand, boy. Well, Colonel Cavalry, the Cavalry, back into it. I forgot his name already. Bengal Cavalry, Colonel Bengal W. Ferris. (laughs) Bengal Captain. His son. Yeah. uh, He was bequeathed the amethyst upon Mm -hmm. his death. Okay. And uh, what did he do? Uh, He gave the amethyst to his friend when shortly after receiving it, out of the blue, his friend committed suicide. And Fuck. In upon his death, he willed the stone back to its original owner, the son. He said, He's like, take this shit back. Look, uh, look what you did to me. I'm killing myself right now. Take it back. <laughs> he, uh, his ghost is just flowing over me. He's like, oh, dude, what the fuck? You know what this did to me. Now I'm trapped, motherfucker. I can't go into the afterlife. <laughs> that sucks. That's sad. Or the fourth dimension. Ooh. Shout out. talking about last episode. Shout episodes. out to Patreon. And Patties. Patreons. Patties. Patreons. Ha! <laughs> After his friend's death, he said, hey, let's try it again. And mm. gave the stone to yet another friend. This time it was given to one Edward Heron Allen in 1890. Okay. So fast forward ahead a little bit. Now we're in 1890. Heron Allen was a well-respected writer, scientist, and translator of Arabic literature. All right. The story goes that from here... Heron Allen gave the stone to a female singer friend of his, to which suddenly she lost her ability to sing. Yeah, pretty much. She just apparently lost it. Just on stage, mid-fucking song. That would suck. That would, that, right? That would suck. Just um, cuts out on you. <clears throat> Is that the mic? Is this thing on? That thing's on. It's right. on. Let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> no wheeze comes out. Um, the Economic Times India quoter as, which I think comes from an earlier quote from 1890 when this happened, from okay. either Heron Allen or somebody. But they said of her issue, her voice was dead and gone, and she never sang again. Wah, wah, wah. Now from here, the story. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, that was that was a Price is Right theme. I didn't mean to do that. I was the price is right. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> the price is you right. You get a cursed stone. <laughs> oh, the price is wrong, bitch. Ah, oh, long live Bob Baca. You know, I thought he died a couple years ago. I think really? it was a Mandela effect. Because a few people I've talked oh to God. thought the same thing. The show that I got you caught. Oh my God! I haven't talked about my story. Go ahead. <laughs> the show I got you caught on. Let's finish. Well. We're at a good spot to take Just take it. a second? Okay. So, during paranormal caught on video, caught on, uh, they had caught a on camera, caught on camera, sure, whatever. Just saying. They, uh, they had this thing where this guy goes, his video, the, the uh, Bernstein Bears book. Oh, I've seen that video, and yes. And then he walks into his bedroom and he changes. He walks out and yeah. turns his back. It's the Mandela effect in full effect. Yes, I've seen that video. Now, if that's legit. That's and not cool. like a, you know, fake video. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's after he put two paintings up or something like that, and it changed. It was crazy. I didn't hear the backstory of it because I've only seen the video on, like, Instagram or something. Mm. But, um, yeah, I've been working my way through the catalog. Not to brag or anything, but I fall asleep watching it at night because I'm a cool guy like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in a, um, what's the word, a binge of watching it. <clears throat> yeah. I've been, I have... Season six and half of five recorded because that's when I started recording it. Nice. I came um, to go to Guadalajara in I, March. I will give you my discovery login so you can watch the first four seasons. Um, 
if you I wanted. Don't, yeah, I don't know how many of the uh, back episodes are actually... St- it's like Ancient Aliens. You just take they, them as they come. They have a ton of episodes, but not all the episodes. yeah, yeah. So, um, like, yeah, one season has two episodes. I got to give you this. And the other you, seasons have all of them. Right. I got to give you this. You can watch Ancient Aliens. I, that's why I got the Discovery Plus. Yeah. All right. I'll do that sometime. I'll talk about my story at the end. In between. Oh, at the end? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't want to stray too far away from Okay. Let's go story. back to your story. Um, uh, The episode story. Yeah. From here, okay. the story gets a little murky. Uh-oh. I said that. Always murky stories with curses. Where the fuck did I say that? <laughs> there it is. Nope. That's not it, folks. Yeah, there it is. That's it, folks. From here, the story gets a little murky. Heron Allen took the stone back after the singer gave it back to him. This man can't get rid of the stone. No, he can't. But, but he, also, what a dick. He's trying yeah. to give it to everyone else. He tried to get rid of it in a second here. Took the stone back and believing it to be cursed and quote-unquote stained with blood, mm-hmm. cast it into the London Regent's Canal. All right, that should get rid of it. Yep, where it lay dormant, hidden, safe, unable to harm anyone for three months before a river dredger found the stone, and it was promptly returned to his owner, Heron Allen. It's <laughs> a fucking stone. Can't get away from that. That is an incredible. You so throw it into something, you're like, it's done. It's gone. Gone. Out of, gone. Don't worry about it. Sir, I think this is yours. It has your address on it. I didn't put my address on this. <laughs> Were you looking for it? Um, so apparently, this. So apparently, the story of this is that um, the river dredger found it, and he talked to like a broker of fine antiquities of this or of okay. jewels and stuff like this. And he's like, "I know that stone. That belongs to Heron Allen." God damn, that guy was dedicated to finding out who that stone belonged yeah. to instead of holding on to it. Yeah, that's why it's a little unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, from here it is said that Heron Allen tried to quote unquote neutralize the evil within the amethyst by having the stone wrapped in a silver ring of a double headed snake adorned at the Ew. top and bottom with two amethyst scarab beetles. Reptimp, reptilian symbols all over the, you said, you said snake, sorry. Oh, reptilian <laughs> symbols all over it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how any of this would have neutralized ooh, the evil, but that kind of goes with the Patreon episode and others. Do you think cursed objects have something to do with the fourth dimension and something we cannot see that causes our energy to affect it? Yeah, maybe kind of like Anyways. kind of like creating a tulpa of uh, an object, in, like uh, in an object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a slender man of rocks. Oh, dude, I was watching Paranormal Caught on Camera. I don't know if you've seen the show. You should I, check it out. Yeah, yeah. I saw the top one hundred. Did you see the Slenderman video? Yeah, that thing was fucking huge that and creepy. Wild. I think it was, that was CGI, wild. <laughs> I know that's the hard part with that episode. Yeah. Hey, how about that video I sent you? Oh, the uh, uh, javelin you called it. That was cool. I don't know what I called it, but I didn't have a what. You called it a javelin in the text message, and it worked. It was cool. It looks like a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about my my um, my thing caught on camera, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We'll make sure we were talking about the same thing. Yeah, Sorry. I don't, know I don't remember we're calling it a javelin. You called it a javelin. Must have been a typo. Yeah. I have those mistakes. But it sometimes. fucking work. You're not <laughs> fucking allowed to. <laughs> now quit fucking around. Yeah, it was it was weird. It just yeah, came on cool. fucking camera. Did it now. Did you pay it too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I showed it, it to clients and they're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I said, I really don't know. It's cool. It's just like whoop, whoop, 
I when you sent that to me, I was at work uh, <laughs> next to Orion, and I showed I'm, my I, brother, and I showed him, <clears throat> and uh, he thought it was really cool. He's like, "That's wild! Does he get shit like that all the time?" I was yeah. like, "He usually gets this," and I showed him the orbs yes. he always get. I was like, it's not as good as the one time he yelled at the ghost at 3 in the morning. And he goes, what? So I explained the story to him. And he goes, tell him to send you the video. I need to see that. Okay. I don't know if I even told anybody that. Yeah, you did. On on camera? Yeah, we talked about it on this. Oh, yeah. Just tell him the fucking thing to not tonight. Yeah. Not go away. (laughs) Not tonight. Not doing it. I don't know why was, you progressively got deeper. <laughs> I, I was fed up with the fucking thing. I don't blame you. I just you. wanted to suck a lot of cojones to scream at a ghost demon. Uh, most times I'm not scared of them mm. because, like I said, most times it's just balls of lights. <laughs> Reminded me of something. That, oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. Somebody <clears throat> told me that this is what they did when they were younger but still do as preventative measure for ghosts. I'll tell you who it is after the podcast. Gotcha. Um, but... Um, they would look at a dark corner thinking there was a ghost there or something or like it, it, um, just a, um, that's a dark corner. There would be a ghost there and they just would ah scream at it to try and intimidate it like it's a bear. You know, like when they say a bear is attacking you, you got to ah, make yourself big and yell at it. After the podcast, can I just guess who it is? Yes. I have a, a gut feeling who I think it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just probably think it is. And uh, I was crying <laughs> laughing. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're trying to intimidate a ghost that's in the corner? That's great. It is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, cursed objects are fourth dimensional beings. That was one hell of a tangent. It's a hell of a tangent. Now, back to yourself. So he tried to neutralize it with putting an extra jewel on top and bottom and then wrapping it in a silver, like the metal Mm -hmm. silver Mm -hmm. snake. Um, he had also had the Zodiac signs inscribed on it and locked it. Here's where it gets fucking kooky. Okay. Not kooky, but here's where he's like, I can't even throw this bitch in the water without it coming back to me. This is what he does from here. All right. He locked it away in a bank vault sealed in seven separate sealed boxes, one within the other. Jesus Locked up. Hey, the number seven again. Seven and three. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He instructed his daughter... To upon his death, three years after his death, to go fucking three. I just made a joke about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's why I wanted to make sure I say it real quick. (laughs) Three years after his death, his daughter was to go to the bank vault, open each box, and give the stone to uh, the Natural History Museum with an enclosed note. Which natural history? Are we talking about the Smithsonian? No, in England. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's in England. About to say. Both our fucking gems are in the Smithsonian, then, if that's the case. But they never really said. They just said Natural History Museum. I will check on that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was supposed to give it. She was supposed to give it to the museum with a note. And upon his death, three years later, she did exactly what he said. All right. And then, and then all of a sudden, it was in his fucking crypt. Oh, that'd be fucked. <laughs> um, upon opening it, she was able to read the note and. Obviously gave it to the museum. Mm -hmm. And the note he wrote was detailing the wild story in history of the amethyst and its curse. Mm -hmm. And supposedly the note also read, quote, whoever shall then open it shall first read out this warning and then do as he pleases with the jewel. My advice to him or her is to cast it into the sea. Because that worked so fucking well for him before. (laughs) Canal. This is the sea. That's true. That's true. But You know uh, what? 
Go over the Mariana Trench and just throw it in there. That's true. If it comes back, you know that shit's fucked. Yes. Uh, thought experiment. Uh, have you ever heard the the snail thing? No. Okay. So basically it goes, um, you can live forever. You're immortal. Okay. But there is an, uh, a snail that it's one that is immortal too. It's one purpose in life is to kill you. And the only way you can die is if the snail touches you. That's all it has to do is you have to touch it. It has to touch you some way. Cool. But you're immortal. How do you live your days? What do you do? Do you take precautions against the snail? How do you take precautions? Easy. Yeah. Mariana's oh. Trench. <laughs> That's yeah. That's what just made me think of that. You could do that. I was more thinking of uh, if it's in the U.S., I go overseas, and then my house has a line of salt around it. There you go. It's immortal, though. I mean, it's not going to do anything to it. It's not going to kill it. That son of a bitch. Um, Mariana Trench it is. <laughs> someday when you get uh, when you just get bored, you're looking for It's just in a whale's stomach. Well, I guess this <laughs> could be worse. Wait shit out. Um, just go online and read some read some of the things people have ideas for. Because, like, there's some ones that are just incredible. <laughs> like the Is measures. NASA around? Uh, yeah, yeah. Shoot I mean, you're immortal. Space. You could live in the future. So, yeah, you could go to, the, to live on a different planet. But the snail's one purpose and drive in life is to reach you and kill you. I'm glad it's slow. Oh, there's Phil. Hey, buddy. Shit! <laughs> oh, no. Unless you can start jumping and going fast. I'm not worried. But here's the thing. is like, do you keep it? Like, do you hide hide and run from it? Or do you need to know, want to know its whereabouts? So that way you know it's not going to just sneak up on you. You know what I mean? Well, I don't have an iPhone. But I would get an iTag. Slap that bitch to the motherfuckers. Ooh, Samsung makes them. They do? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'll get one of them. Yeah. Slap it on its little butt it and say, have a nice day. Well, I'll have you slap it on its butt. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to do it. Perfect. Anyway. But no, I wouldn't live my sometimes. life scared because cool. I've learned to not live in fear. I and, may. And forgive yourself. I forgive myself. I do. But I hate people because some are stupid. Yes. Anyway. I want perfection. <laughs> So, in 2007, the amethyst went on display at the Natural History Museum in either England or United States. Legend says that the museum curator and his wife were transporting the Delhi Purple Sapphire from a symposium of of the Heron Allen Society to the museum. While driving suddenly, they encountered what the curator described as, quote, the most amazing storm we'd ever witnessed with lightning flashing on both sides of of the car. That is interesting. I want you to keep that in note. Apparently, at one point, his wife even shouted, throw that damn jewel away. You shouldn't have brought it. The curator says also that whether it is a coincidence or not, he always becomes violently ill prior to a meeting following this event. But is his hint that it might be a coincidence... But his hint that it might be a coincidence might tell the whole story of the curse... That it is all just a coincidence after all. But we, may, oh. we don't know. That's kind of what I wrote. That's exactly. Awesome. awesome. What's, uh, what's the name? Uh, it, is the, um, it is the purple, the Delhi Purple Sapphire. I don't think it's the Smithsonian. I don't think so. London. No, it's not. I don't think so. Okay. So, well, it's not in the same spot. Two, they, they, they said we can't put these gems together. They got to be separate. Uh, got I wonder it. if it would cancel it out. Possibly. Well, let's get into it. Or it'd be a hell of a shitstorm. <laughs> I, I don't want to find out. I don't either. I don't want to find out. But, but please take it away. I'm talking about the Hope Diamond. Yes. 
Now you know much about the Hope Diamond? I've heard of you're it. About to, you're about to hear a lot of shit, boy. Well, I've heard of it. I don't know why I said it like that. But let's start. On Saturday, November 8th, 1958, James Todd picked up a package from the New York City Post Office and delivered it to the Smithsonian National History Museum in Washington, D.C. Yep. On that very same day that he picked it up. Uh-huh. When he arrived, he was greeted by Secretary Leonard Carmichael, as well as other officials who witnessed him opening the package to reveal the rumored cursed Hope Diamond. Although James Todd didn't believe in the curse, he did suffer just a couple of misfortunes over the course of the next year after handling the diamond. Mm-hmm. Let's go over them. His wife died shortly after of a heart attack. That sucks. His dog died after being strangled on his leash. Jesus. He then got uh, got into a car accident and crushed both his legs. Ah. After fully recovering from the first car accident, he got into another car accident, which caused him a head injury. Fuck. Then, and finally, his house burned down in a fire. Jesus. That was just in a year span, by the way. That Holy wasn't like... shit, one year? One year. All that happened. Fuck. After handling it. Poor guy. A Washington Post reporter asked if he attributed his misfortunes to having delivered the Hope Diamond and its curse. Todd's response was... James Todd's response was... I, I got rid of James because I keep wanting to say Jason Todd. From, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of him. James Todd's response was... I don't believe in any of that stuff. Perhaps I'm actually having good luck. Thank God all four children were outside instead of in those rooms. Todd added a thought. If the hex is supposed to affect the owner, then the public should be having bad luck. Mm -hmm. But to understand the supposed coast, supposed curse on the Hope Diamond, no mistakes. Wow, that was aggressive. No mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) No mistakes. No mistakes. (laughs) Not namaste. No mistake. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of namaste. <laughs> to understand the supposed curse on the Hope Diamond, mm-hmm. we must travel back to learn its history. A history that has foretold bad luck and death to not only its owners, but to those who have touched it as well. The Hope Diamond is thought to have been mined in the Kuller Mine in Golconda, India. Sorry if I butchered any of those Wakanda. Names. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was triangular in shape and a beautiful violet color. At this time, it was 112 carats and uncut, but that would be reduced as it was resized over the next few hundred years. Mm-hmm. Let's start around 1960. Oh, sorry. <laughs> around 1666. That's a big difference. <laughs> About 300 years. Yeah. <clears throat> a French merchant dealer of precious gems. John Baptiste Tavernier came to acquire the diamond. It is unclear if John Baptiste purchased it or stole it off the head of an extremely sacred statue of the Hindu goddess Sita. But he acquired it nonetheless. Sita, remember we had uh, episode 69? Mm-hmm. The bridge from India yes. to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Sita. No Anyways, shit. it's all coming together again. Now... If he did steal it off a statue, this would probably be the explanation for the cursed that followed it. Mm -hmm. Either way, John Baptiste was able to get the gem out of India and back to Paris around uh, 1668. At this time, he would be invited to see King, the French King Louis XIV, 
who would end up purchasing this diamond along with 14 other large diamonds and several small diamonds. Mm-hmm. After selling the diamond, though, John Baptiste would take a trip to Russia where he would be ripped apart by wild dogs. This would be the first victim, but not the last, Jesus. of the Hope Diamond. Wild dogs in Russia, is that not just a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the notes, I guess, yes. okay? <clears throat> not the notes, the uh, research. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So King Louis the Fourteenth was captivated by the diamond, and in 1678 he had it recut by the court jeweler Nicholas Fouquet. Fouquet, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> and you. he had a set in a cravat pin. This would result in the diamond now being 67 and one eighth carats. In the royal Jesus. inventories, it would be described as an intensely steel blue color and be henceforth known as Blue Diamond of the Crown, or its more well-known name of the French Blue. This is really cool looking. Yes. It's a big-ass diamond. That You want to know something? It's the size of an acorn, which you see right there. Are you serious? But that's after it's been recut again. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so that's only 48 carats, so that is a third of what the actual size used to be when it was before it was cut down. Gotcha, okay. So three acorns. Sweet. <clears throat> well... Sorry. Don't be. The next death was that of French official and confidant of Louis XIV, Nicolas Fouquet. He wore the diamond. That wasn't the, the jeweler. I'm sorry. The court jeweler is not. That was not the court jeweler. Fouquet okay. was his French official and confidant. Oh. Anyways, he wore the diamond only once, but that seemed to be enough. His friendship with the king fell apart, and he was imprisoned for 15 years following that. Jesus. Not because he wore just... Oh. It never stated why he was, but he had a falling out with the king or present. King Great. Louis the Fourteenth wouldn't escape that unscathed. The diamond unscathed, though. Mm-hmm. The diamond was also blamed for not only his ultimate death by gangrene from an infected wound, but the death of all his illeg- of all his legitimate hold on mm-hmm. of all his legitimate children, except for one, King Louis the Fifteenth. It sucks. You know about King Louis XV? Because if we don't, we're about to go into him. Nuts deep. Around 1749, King Louis XV would once again have the diamond reset by the court jeweler. Not resized, just reset. Yes. Once, oh, I'm sorry, into a much more elaborate pendant, which was worn by many members of the French royalty. King Louis the Fourth, oh, no, not the Fourteenth. King Louis the Fifteenth inherited the diamond, and his wife Marie Antoinette would wear it. Mm-hmm. This was around the time of the French Revolution, by the way, mm-hmm. and um, not by you know it was during. It wasn't around the time. This was during the yes. French Revolution. So Prince de la Bella, Marie Antoinette's friend and superintendent of her household, Princess. De la Bella, I think I said Prince, I'm sorry, also couldn't escape the curse. Mm-hmm. During the French Revolution, she was t- tried and found guilty by the tribunal of her knowledge of a treasonous plot emanating from the royal court and then refused to take an oath proclaiming her hatred of the king, the queen, and the monarchy. Mm-hmm. She was then led out to the courtyard where a mob awaited her. Mm-hmm. She was tortured for hours. She was stripped, raped, stabbed, torn apart, and kept conscious to make her death more agonizing. 
Her, she would be decapitated and her head would be put on a pike and paraded along with her body through the streets to where Marie Antoinette was being held during the French Revolution. She would then be displayed in front of Marie Antoinette as a warning of what was to come. That is fucked. Yeah. Uh, they went into more detail Holy about... Jesus. They like really went into detail with how she was... Yeah. Let's just like ripped off. Her her uh, breasts were ripped off and she, oh shit yeah like it was good guy it was psychotic those people are fucking lunatics animals so Louis the fifteenth and Marie Antoinette would both lose their head to the guillotine in seventeen ninety three now they don't own the diamond anymore but <laughs> but a year prior in seventeen ninety two during the French Revolution in a stroke of genius when the common folk were revolting over their starvation or over being starved and poor just let them eat cake. Right? Just let them eat cake. The members of the royal court decided to display the crown jewels to show how rich the crown was, I guess. Fucking. This went as expected, and the French blue diamond would be stolen. (laughs) (laughs) So good. After being stolen during the French Revolution, the diamond fell into the lap of Wilhelm Falls. He was tasked with recutting the gem from its 67 and 1 eighth carat weight to its now known 45 carat weight that mm-hmm. it is today. Mm-hmm. After cutting the diamond, though, Wilhelm's son, Hendrik Falls, would go insane and he would kill his father and then commit suicide himself. Shit. Shit. Soon after. Like, we're talking, it didn't give a time frame, but all I said it was soon after the diamond. <laughs> soon. Like, you know, specifically the diamond's fault. So 20 years after being stolen during the French Revolution, another blue diamond, which had the French blue's exact size, exact weight, and exact cut, popped up in London, England. Mm-hmm. It was the French blue. There was a 20-year oh. uh, statu- uh, statute of limitations, so basically nobody could be tried, so that's why I think it was 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, the diamond would come into the possession of King George the Fourth In 1830, King George died, and his debts were so enormous that the French blue was sold to pay them. The diamond's next owner is the one who gave it its now famous name. Mm-hmm. Do Do you have a, a value on the diamond, just out of curiosity? Yep, just wait one sentence. Okay, sorry. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> a wealthy banker and financier, Henry Philip Hope, bought the diamond for between 48,000 and 66,000 pounds, which, calculated to U.S. dollars, is $58,750 to $80,780. In today's money, that would be in the millions of dollars. Jesus. From then on, the French diamond would be now known as the Hope Diamond. Yes. Henry Philip Hope would suffer a long series of misfortunes, which included his death, which included the death of his only son. Mm-hmm. In 1839, though, yeah. Henry Philip Hope would die, and without a direct hair, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and without a direct error, and after much litigation, the Hope Diamond would be passed along to his nephew, Henry Thomas Hope. Henry Thomas Hope would ultimately... Oh, sorry. Ultimately, the diamond would be passed to Henry Thomas Hope's grandson, Lord Francis Hope. Uh-huh. Lord. <laughs> so that's where the Hope comes from. Yes. Got it. Came from the family name. Um so Henry Thomas Hope didn't really have much. He had it, and then he gave it to his, well, I think he died. His wife took it over and then gave it to the 
mm-hmm. Lord Francis Thomas Hope. But yeah. all that to get to Lord Francis Thomas Hope and his wife. Lord Francis Thomas Hope would end up playing a large role in the downfall of the family dynasty. Mm. He enjoyed spending money and adorned himself. Oh, I'm sorry, and adorning himself with expensive things. In nineteen, or I'm sorry, in eight, no mistakes. In eighteen eighty-seven, he inherited the Hope Estate. He was quiet. I don't want to look back at memory. Knock it off. <laughs> quiet, you. He was more interested in the monetary value of the estate than preserving his family's name. Regardless of wanting to sell the estate, though. He couldn't unless the rest of the trust agreed for him to sell it. Mm-hmm. In 1894, he would marry a woman named May Yohu, or Yohi. Uh, she was an American um, showgirl, they said. Oh, and, if you don't mind. <laughs> and they both enjoyed their high standard of living. May would even wear the diamond on multiple occasions. As they spent uncontrollably... Francis Thomas Hope would end up broke and would have to be supported by his wife, the old showgirl herself. Oh, I think I'm looking at a picture. Mm. <laughs> Where then? I was trying to say like you did, but I couldn't. May would also uh, May would end up leaving him for another man, though. You broke it, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, he wanted to sell the Hope Diamond to pay off his un. His uh, surmountable debts, but the rest of the trust wouldn't agree to it. In 1901, after a lengthy court battle, which put him into even more debt, he obtained permission from the court of Chancery and his sisters to sell the diamond to pay off his debt. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, because he got into more debt. He would sell it for $168,000 and would ultimately end up dying of poverty. Oh, well, Poor he's guy. bad with money. Yeah. Well, his wife didn't escape the curse either. As she, too, wound up dying in poverty. Oh. They all died in poverty. Like the So, family name destroyed. Yes. Or dynasty, not name. Just yeah. Dynasty. All of them. So, Lord Francis Thomas Hope would sell the diamond, as I stated, to Joseph Freckles and son of New York City. Freckles? Fra- Frankles. Frankles. Oh, okay. Frankles. Freckles. Like, Freckles is kind of funny name. <laughs> I mean is he a dog? A puppy? Is <laughs> Freckles and son. Uh, it's Frankles. All right. Frankel. Still a funny name. It still is. The, it's their last name, though. Fuck you, asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the company would end up suffering a financial troubles during the Depression. Needing cash, they would then sell the diamond to an extremely wealthy gemstone collector, Salim Habid. Okay. Uh, so we're just seeing a lot of misfortune Mm-hmm. Poverty, death. Yeah. 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 The whole time. It gets worse. In 1909, because of debt, Sleem Habid put it up for auction, but it did not sell in the auction. Shortly after, though, it would sell to a man named C.H. Rosenau. 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 No mistakes. <laughs> Shortly after this, Salim Habid would... <laughs> would end up drowning in a sinking of the French steamer in 1909. Fuck. He sold it. He bought it, sold it in 1909, and then died in 1909. November. That's a tough year for him. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy this diamond. Oh, I'm bankrupt. Oh, now I'm dead. That's basically how it I'm went. bankrupt now. You know what will really ease my troubled mind? It's a nice sale on... Just a, a nice vacation. On a French steamer. Just, just a nice little, just a nice little trip. <laughs> 
Beautiful, beautiful. What? The, the fucking boat is sinking? God damn it. Son of a bitch. Curse you. <laughs> you. All right. <laughs> so, the same year, uh, now C.H. Rosenau, the same year he bought the Hope Diamond, C.H. Rosenau would resell it to the Pierre Cartier. Yes. Here's where the fun starts. Pierre Cartier was a well was well aware of the supposed curse on the diamond and was aware that he needed to find a buyer that not only had the money to spend on it, but would also be willing to take on the supposed curse. Mm -hmm. In 1910, Pierre Cartier would show the Hope Diamond to Miss Evelyn Walsh McLean and her husband, Ned. Ned. They didn't give a last name. They just said Ned. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Miss Evelyn Walsh McLean and her husband, Ned in an attempt to sell it to them. Evelyn's father owned one of the America's largest gold mines, at the time, of course, and was the source... <laughs> Evelyn's father owned one of America's largest gold mines at the time, and this was the source of, his, of her wealth. She was very particular about her expensive jewelry. Mm-hmm. Ned's family owned the Washington Post, so both of them were just born into wealth. Mm-hmm. Which usually means they don't know how to manage money. Yeah. Money not being an object to them, Cartier would place the Hope Diamond in a sealed box for mystery. After talking up the diamond's history and talking up the curse, he would then open the box to reveal to them the diamond. Oof. Everything was going to plan, and the deal seemed imminent. But when they... He opened the box. Everlyn didn't like the setting and decided not to purchase it. Oh. Yeah. It's not as fun as your throw it in the lake and get it back story. Mm. But Cartier would then have the diamond reset to a pendant on a diamond necklace, as we know it today, as I th- you saw in the picture. Oh, that's the one. He had it set in an oval frame and surrounded it with smaller diamonds, which seemed to make the Hope Diamond glow when it caught the light. Got it. Yep. He would leave the diamond with Miss Everlyn Walsh McLean for the weekend in one final attempt to sell it to her. This strategy worked, and in 1911, the sale was made for $180,000, which is $5 million in today's money. Jesus. All that for a diamond. Like, that's fucking nuts. One fucking jewel the size of an acorn. I don't get that. Spending $5 million. I don't get it. What did it bring to your life? Right, it's like... Curse aside, what did it bring to your life? Exactly, I don't get why people spend obscene amounts of money on shit like that. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's one thing, and that one thing has no point mm-hmm. other than to just... Show off that you're wealthy? Like, yeah. Are you that conceited and... I don't get it. Like, what is it? Wow. It's just... It, and the thing is, is say that thing costs $5 million, you are now $5 million poorer. Yes, um, because if you get fucked and you need $3 million of that, you can't just break off $3 million of it, you know? Tink, 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 tink. It's fucking stupid. This looks know. like $3 million. Here you so go. So someday when I'm a bajillionaire, uh, I will uh, I will be uh, conservative with my money. I always said that. If I ever, like, hit the lottery, everyone always talks about That's it. That's because we know what it's like not to have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, I'm going to live in a probably, I'll, I'll be a nice oh. house. And but you're not entitled. Nice and I'm not going to have like mm-hmm. all the seven, eight, nine cars where you have to choose from different ones. I have one or two cars and one will be a pickup and one will be probably like a fucking challenger. 
Because that's my dream car. I'm not going to lie to you with the car situation. I'm with you on the house. Yeah. I want a nice house. I don't need a mansion. Yeah. But I know why some people buy mansions, because if you're rich and famous and you buy a normal house, usually you get people that just... So you buy these more expensive houses in neighborhoods that people won't constantly come bug you. That's true. But anyways... Custom build. Exactly. If we win the lottery, we'll, lottery, we'll just say. We'll split it. I just want a nice, a nice size house. Yeah. I want to invest the money into other things... Make sure my family is well off um, and not poor. Yeah. And just, I don't know, I, I not spend frivolously. Yeah. But five million. Five million. Just on a diamond. Fucking stupid. Yep. Look at that diamond on your neck. With the first installment paying being $40,000. Excuse me, that was... Uh, I was on an installment plan. It was on an installment plan, and the first one was $40,000. That was finishing the sentence. <laughs> we got caught up on $5 million. Uh, but the money didn't arrive. He put a clause in the contract stating that the diamond could be returned if it caused a death. Even with that, still no money arrived. Evelyn Walsh McLean would be sued by Cartier for $180,000, million in today's money, yes. for not paying for the diamond. After taking it to a church and being blessed, though, she would ultimately pay and officially own the diamond. Mm. Uh, I guess that was her way of um, getting rid of the curse. But it was said that, well, with the... Blah, 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 blah. But it was said that while the blessing of the diamond was taking place, the church lights would flicker and thunder would roar outside. Was this the curse showing its displeasure, displeasure of the ordeal? That's why I said, remember that you said mm-hmm. driving the thunder and lightning. A crazy storm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So during the course of her owning the diamond, she would make light of the curse and supposedly... Hmm, she would make light of the curse that was supposedly on it by constantly flaunting it and treating it like a little trinket. Mm-hmm. There was one story where, I, if, if I remember correctly, she actually threw it in a pool. Mm-hmm. X like you know like is, would you throw something that's five million dollars in a pool? No. Okay, that's why I'm like you're just sitting there like okay, and I'm like well, that's crazy to me. It, it is, but I I wasn't so shocked by it because she's rich and crazy or rich and doesn't crazy. matter to her. Yeah. yeah. Well, she treated it like a trinket, like it was it's nothing. Fucked up. Not yeah. to fuck with your story, but no, you're good. I just I was like expecting more of a like, wow, you spent five million, you threw it in the pool. You're just like okay, yep, okay. <laughs> well, she's crazy. Crazy ass bitch. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy bitch. The old stupid ass bitch. I ain't crazy fucking with bitch. you. <laughs> <laughs> now, while owning it, she did have a few misfortunate misfortunate things happen to her. She got a fortune cookie with no fortune in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first step. Uh, her mother-in-law would die shortly after she purchased the diamond. Oh, wow. Yeah, that happens. Her son, nine years old, would end up dying after oh. being hit by a Model T car. Oh, fuck. No, that's that's the line. The uncle that her son was named after would end up dying, too, at the age of 17, shortly after, in another car accident. Well, fuck. He was driving a Model T. <laughs> same accident. <actually>. Same day. <laughs> Fucked up. Her daughter, 24, would die of an overdose of sleeping pills. Shit. The family's newspaper, the Washington Post, would go bankrupt. This caused them financial troubles. Shit. Her husband would end up leaving her for another woman. 
He would eventually be sent to a mental hospital where he would also die. Jesus. And finally, she would lose all her money and fortune. Damn. Just a couple things. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. (laughs) She would own the diamond until her death in 1947. From here, Harry Winston would purchase her entire jewelry collection, which included the Hope Diamond from her estate in 1949. Uh Uh-huh. Harry Winston, for the next 10 years, would show the Hope Diamond at many exhibitions and charitable events around the world. Mm -hmm. On November 10th, 1958, he would donate the Hope Diamond to the Smithsonian Institute where it sits today. This all leads us back to where we became. Where we came. This all leads us back to where we began. (laughs) Our tale with James Todd delivering the Hope Diamond to the Smithsonian and being cursed for the next year. Fuck. Beautiful tie-in. That's fucked. I tried. That was good. I tried my best. You know, I had to bring my A game after being totally decimated on YouTube for good. saying one bad or one wrong word. Idiots. Hey, I'm seeing some pictures of like um, people mm-hmm. wearing the Hope Diamond. Are you? Um, like, like it looks like some of these pictures are like 80s, 90s era. Um, did they like ever like take it off display and let like people wear it and shit? Elizabeth Taylor is popping up. Oh, she's not wearing the Hope Diamond. That's I'm about to say, I see some, like, replica-looking things. Yeah, never mind. That's why you did the research and I didn't. <laughs> this lady looks like Jennifer Lawrence. Mm, I think I'm, I miss uh, Thomas Pips. <laughs> miss Thomas Pips? <laughs> Where's the world-famous Hope Diamond lent to her? Where is it? Lent her by jeweler Harry Winston. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Winston brought along his jewelry question worth about $10 million at the time. Holy fuck. $10 million at the time? Well, I don't want to pay $500 for a picture. Get out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How much money do you assholes need? <laughs> I love the, uh, there's one picture of a guy holding a big diamond like this. I saw that that's one. not the Hope Diamond. <laughs> I know it's not. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's not that big. big fucking diamond. So, Lennon, yeah. you said you had a story to tell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I've, I've, I mentioned before. Actually, uh, hold on. Thoughts right. on Hope Diamond? Um, that's a way worse cursed um, rock yeah. than mine. Uh, and it it's wasn't a wild. competition. I know man. it wasn't a competition, but that one, uh, that's, if the, of the two, yeah. that would be the last one I'd pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a couple more people are involved. A couple hundred years Span. Yeah, a little fucked. Uh, the history of it's wild. I had no idea that it was, uh, well, obviously, because I didn't know much about it anyway. Um, I didn't know much about the diamond that is. Okay. I didn't know that it was in possession of Louis and Marie Antoinette. Yeah. 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 There's more of a story. That, so I had to balance a line. Yeah, 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 Because I probably could do a whole episode on it. Okay. With the history. So I, I didn't That's fine. go too in-depth in a lot of the actual history. I tried to just circle most of it around the actual cursed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a lot more history of it traveling and all that other stuff. Yeah, so dope. Um, when you told me the, uh, you know, uh, basically, I started with history, so that wasn't a mystery, mm-hmm. and then I went to the curse. Well, I thought it was beautiful how you did it, and so. I tried to tie it better than I've done before. Because, like I said, bitches, we're stepping our game up. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. So tell me your story. 
Okay, so remember how a few uh, a few weeks, months, whatever it was, I was telling you how I, I attempted to lucid dream one time. Yes, uh-huh. and I, I got nervous. Fuck. I really want to try that. Yeah, sorry. L- let me tell you about this. <laughs> Did you actually try it again? Yeah, I tried. When it was this? I tried it again the other night. You'd shut up and actually let him speak. <laughs> I tried it again the other night. Um, and uh, can you explain to the people how you did it? I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain to the people? No, I'm kidding. Um, so it was like 1230. Yes. I could not fall asleep. And uh, you know those nights where you're just laying there and you're like, I need to go to sleep. I cannot fall asleep. I'm awake. I Nothing's asleep comfortable. Now, it's two hours. If I fall asleep now, it's one hour. Yes, that. Yeah. Um, so I was laying there tossing and turning like that. And uh, what I did was just like I closed my eyes and I was listening to the TV because I fall asleep with the TV on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like, uh, I had the air conditioning on and so I was cool under the blanket, you know, I was all like nestled up comfortable. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it is the best. Um, anyway, so I was listening to the TV mm-hmm. and I have my eyes closed and I am seeing like red because of the tint of my eyelids, like shapes and stuff. You mean what your the- eyelids aren't green? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like shapes and stuff. And I was like. All right, I'm going to try this again. So I started to concentrate on it and try and see the shapes as and, and as they were appearing and instead of them like going out of focus, um try and bring them into focus. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And all it is is just my eye movement in the shadows and stuff around my eyes and you know, the light. So anyway, so I'm focusing on it. And uh now we're at like 10 minutes and I'm focusing as I'm focusing, they're getting clearer and clearer. And at one point, I saw a tunnel uh, made out of these shapes. It was a tunnel. And it was coming at me, getting bigger and bigger. So I went through this tunnel, through my eyelids, the tunnel, you know, mm-hmm. in my eyes. And uh, so now we're ahead of been like 10, 15 minutes at this point. And everything's getting clearer and clearer. And the tunnel is becoming more defined. And then the tunnel stopped. And then I started seeing things of like shaped objects and they weren't like red tint barely there. They were fully visible. And I'm like, I am dreaming. This is it. And <laughs> this is it. I did it. I did it. But I didn't do it because oh. I couldn't like I couldn't. I, I, I did it, but I couldn't control anything yet. Yeah, it's practice. And uh, your body didn't start shaking uncontrollably. Then it started shaking. Oh, it did? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. But I started to feel the same vibration mm-hmm. in my body that I felt before. And it freaked me out again. I went into this. I'm like, I'm not going to get freaked out by it. I'm not gonna... But you're in that dream state. So I don't know. I freaked out. And I was like, I can't move again. I can't move again. So I had to break myself out of it. But that was the closest I've ever been to actually successfully doing it. One step closer. And it was pretty incredible. So one of these times I'm going to try it again. They say the best time to do it is when you wake up randomly in the middle of the night. Yes. Keep yourself awake for a half hour. Oh, okay. Or a f- yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Okay. And then try it because you have way better results because you've just came out of that state and your brain's still in that state. I've read so. that too. So after the first time you told me about lucid dreaming, I, I researched, not researched, I looked it up a little bit. and Yeah. It said, um, like, if you have a fan or a humming noise or anything that you can concentrate on, concentrate on that while you're trying to go to sleep. Um, it never said anything about vibration, though. That's why the eyelid thing wants to work for me. It, you also have light. I pitch black in my room. I can't sleep with light. So, yeah. um, so concentrate on something, basically. Yes. yes. And 
What did you said something that? What did you just say about it? Fuck, I was gonna because I, re- I researched the same goddamn thing. Yeah, I'm trying to say. Oh, do it after you fall. Yeah, oh, that's what it was. So it said the best time to do it is when you randomly wake up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Instead of going right back to sleep, concentrate. That's when you concentrate on whatever that is in your room, and then you fall back asleep. You should be able to do lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't say stay up for uh, X amount of time. But mm-hmm. Wow, I totally blanked at what you said there. Sorry okay. about that. He started to lucid dream. <laughs> no, usually what happens is I'm focusing on the, the AC unit or the fan, and then you just lose I it. wake up. Yeah. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Nothing happened. <laughs> I'm going to try it again one of these days here. But it was pretty interesting. And I, I just got to fight through that. See, I think it's just like the you initial. Got one step closer, my body's just like falling into a deep. Or a sleep <laughs> but it was weird. It was like, um, I don't know. Have you ever been shocked by electricity? <laughs> I thought it was a shot. No. <laughs> <laughs> no and no. Okay. It I kind mean, of. Not actual electricity. So when you get electrocuted, you feel it because uh, the electricity passes back and forth at a f- 60 times a second. Um, so you can kind of feel what feels like a buzzing as well as the pain. Gotcha. But you feel like a buzzing. Um, I've been checked a few times. Um, but you feel the buzz, and it felt like the buzz of getting shocked, but without any pain. It just, your body just feels like, it's weird. Gotcha. So I don't know. Kind of freaked me out. That's probably why I was not sensitive to it, but like, oh shit, because I felt that before getting right. shocked. So anyway, my try, goal I'll is try to again. feel that, and I feel that. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I me feel it. Experience the lucid dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, yeah, it's pretty wild. Sounds awesome. Yeah, but on that bombshell, Lennon bombshell. What was that? I said yeah on that bombshell. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Lennon. I just <laughs> that's me. Outro. <laughs> oh. Hit him with the outro is what he usually says. Yeah, I was waiting I, for it. I didn't know when to start. I I wanted to say it, but you confused me with whatever you said, and then I got said, and then you said, well, on that bombshell, Lennon, hit him with the outro. Well, ladies, gentlemen, and Squatches, once again, thank you so much for listening to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast. If you like what you're hearing and would like to support us, check out our Patreon, where we have a back catalog of bonus content for you to enjoy, as well as multiple other perks. Head over to our website for our dope merch selection and combo it with Patreon and get a discount on your purchase. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram as well as through our email, dtscast at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube, see the glorious work Josh puts out there with the video edition of each episode, and be sure to like the video and subscribe too while you're there. Don't comment anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Links to all are in the show notes. And right now, while you're listening, drop us a five-star rating. This helps us to grow and you to receive more awesome content. For Josh, good luck with your Bills games tomorrow. For me, nice fucking beard. Nice beard. Nice beard. But for now, remember to stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's playing with some cursed fucking gems today. Oh. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> his rocks are cursed. <laughs> there. It's his balls. Oh, meatball sub just came up. <laughs> oh, meatball. <laughs> That's my nickname now. Oh, meatball. Oh, uh, camera on the fucking computer. <laughs> uh, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. What Ball did Cinderella do when she got to the bowl? She dropped her pants and let it go. No, she gagged. <laughs> Actually, the... You know the one thing that bugs me about Cinderella? Please do tell. The clock struck, strikes 12. Everything goes back to, you know, what it used to be. Except yep. for that one fucking slipper. Um, from what I understand of the story, that makes sense. I've never seen Cinderella, so.
That makes sense. Yeah, because they were able to. F- yeah, I see what you mean. You're right. <laughs> Why did that one slipper not go back? You're right. That's weird. Maybe it wasn't because it was touching her. Maybe it was because it wasn't touching her. But neither was the horses. Ah, good that call. were the good mice. Yeah. Anyways, call. wow, we got this guy's right. This guy's right. Profound um, knowledge. This just in: Big Bird shot in gang violence <laughs> in <laughs> South Florida. Bigford, Bigford. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why the glass slipper didn't vanish is not explicitly mentioned in the movie. Uh, I, I have an ex- explanation. Plot development. <laughs> <laughs> Plot hole. In summary, there is no clear explanation for Cinderella's glass slipper did not go back to normal at midnight in Disney's Cinderella movie. However, in other versions of Cinderella, such as Peralt's version, whatever, huh? of, ni- of uh, 1950, I meant to say 2015. Ah, recent. There are different explanations to why. Well, thank you. That's cool. Bing. You're excused. Hey. Um, yeah. The one Cinderella I did see. Um, You're getting into a Cinderella tangent. By the end of it. Free episode. She, I mean, five minutes in, she wasn't wearing anything, so. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Was that Pornhub? <laughs> Cinderella, Cinderella. It was actually... It was actually a man dressed in a mouse. Oh, uh, what? As a mouse. <laughs> as, as a mouse, not in a mouse. <laughs> he was dressed in a mouse. Oh, that thing was stretched oh. out. <laughs> hey, kind of like Cinderella at the end of the uh, video. Oh! He was a big boy. I'm uh, ready, yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfection. Well, that's a tasted way. like cauliflower. That's the way to kick shit off. Yeah. And <laughs> to dig deep for the voice. Fucking Shrek over here. Skinny Shrek. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I accept your cookies. But they're not the good kind. I, I can carry it all one trip. Yeah, you go, girl. The fucking earthquake, too. Oh, fuck. What news you got for us today? Vladimir Putin received sinister birthday gifts from Kim Jong-un and Iran as war in Ukraine intensifies. Russia withdrawing from the nuclear test ban pact u.s is disturbed americans are leaving church behind they're giving up a lot more than faith square terminal credit card machines to accept all payments there is a new dimension after you die new proof unveiled prices starting at 99 cents timu clearance legal weed for almost everyone Mysterious pyramid uncovered from under the ice in Antarctica. Hospice nurse explains what the body experiences during death. Can you find three pandas not wearing sunglasses? <laughs> you, you got all the news down, by the way. I was trying to get that last one in real quick before you came in. I'm really excited. I can't wait to I had to pass the time somehow. Oh, I, That was probably like... 10 to 15 uh, news art, uh, news headlines for you. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. I can't wait. Mm, close. I mean, that one we're never going to know. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Adios.